0: Hello, my name's Mike I'm a Maiden fan Welcome to my show This is the Maiden Fan Podcast the news earth is on the move within one year's time we will be closing in on the sun all life as we know it will cease to exist but there is hope nasa has been developing cruise ship sized space shuttles those lucky enough to be chosen via random lottery will have a chance to live on amongst the stars space on these arcs are limited So if you are lucky enough for you and your family to be chosen, pack only what you need to survive. I just received word from the ASS, the American Space Society, that my family has been chosen for ARC-666. My wife, my dog, and myself have been selected to survive. On this arc, there are no cell phones. There are no MP3 players, no iPods, not even any zooms. Because these ships were developed secretly in the 1990s, there are only CD players available for each family. And each person is allowed to only bring one compact disc each. Wow, space really is limited. I am forced to make the toughest decision of my life. I can bring a CD with me to this giant spaceship that chose me to survive the soon to be exploding Earth. But on that CD, I am only allowed 16 songs. Well, obviously, all 16 songs will be Iron Maiden songs, but which 16? From which albums? I think it's only fair. And an amazing coincidence that Iron Maiden has 16 albums at this time. Uh, I think it's only fair that I take one song from each album with me to space. I think it's worth it to tell the people of the future that this band had 16 albums. And here's one song from each of them. So it comes down to this one song, one song from each album. I must choose one song from each Iron Maiden album as the only song that I can listen to for the rest of my life. In space. uh, In a spaceship. Have I overcomplicated this simple premise enough? Sixteen albums. Sixteen songs. Let's do this. After a quick word from today's sponsor. The stress is getting to me. The earth is coming to an end. right? I'm still sticking with this. Yeah. The earth is coming to an end. and uh, Yeah, my wife and my dog, they're going to make it. Um, my parents are on their own. Sorry. Um, but the real stressor is having to choose 16 songs for the rest of my life. 16 Iron Maiden songs and I can only choose one from each album because that's the challenge I've given myself. I mean, because this is uh, what the spaceship uh, rules say. I don't know, I don't know. But anyway, folks, I've done it. I've made a list of 16 songs. One song from each album. Some of them you're going to say, well, of course. And some of them are pretty obvious. Some of them, maybe not so much. Um, I wouldn't say this is a definitive Iron Maiden set list or a definitive playlist. But for me, it is a definitive look at every single one of their albums. And it is really, these are the songs that I, looking at all of them, these are the ones I said You know, I cannot live without these songs. Starting with album number one. All right, starting right off the bat, this one, to me, seems like that obvious one. I mean, there are a lot of great, great, great songs on this first Iron Maiden album. The whole, the whole uh, playlist is Prowler, Remember Tomorrow, Running Free, Phantom of the Opera, Transylvania the Instrumental, Strange World, Sanctuary, Charlotte the Hallet, and this, Iron Maiden. You know, I learn something new every day. Today I learned that Sanctuary wasn't even on the original release of, the, of Iron Maiden's first album in England. It was on the first U.S. release. And as much as I love Sanctuary, as much as I love Prowler, you know, my brother, that's like one of his favorite songs, um... And as much as I love running free, there's just something about this song that it's like it's like the anthem of Iron Maiden. Uh, I mean, this is the one where Eddie comes out uh, in the in the concerts, um, and you know they they fight, and he usually does some stupid stuff, and then um, this is where like the stage rises uh, during the instrumental part. If the song is called Friggin' Iron Maiden from the album Iron Maiden from the band Iron Maiden. If you're not gonna choose this song, I mean what the hell are we doing here? Um plus, I mean, the fact that it has this awesome chorus. I mean, it I mean, there are other songs off this album that I love, but it's like, could I really live without this song? And you know, maybe there are other songs I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could live without that too. But there's just no chance I could live without Iron Maiden. From Iron Maiden by Iron Maiden. Like I said, it's their anthem. Uh, years ago, uh, my, we went to go see Kiss, my brother and I. And Paul Stanley told us that Detroit Rock City was the anthem of the world. Um, he's a crazy person. Uh, it's, it's the anthem of Kiss. Uh, but it's not the anthem of me. It's not, definitely not the anthem of Iron Maiden. That's Iron Maiden. And that's why I chose Iron Maiden for song number one of my set list, or I mean I mean, of my spaceship list, the, oh, there can be only one, I forgot I'm on a spaceship. For song number two, off of album number two, I go to song number three, on album number two. This was another easy one for me. Um, you know, I know everyone loves Killers. Uh, I've heard, I think it was Eddie Trunk who says that's his favorite Iron Maiden album. Um, and I love it too. I mean, there's a, there's stuff on here. that I love these songs. Uh, I, I think I like the first Iron Maiden album more than this one as far as the two Paul albums. Um, but, you know, that withstanding, this song is amazing. And uh, it's easily my favorite song on the album. And a lot of it has to do with this right here. That electricity that starts... First of all, the, the opening has that kind of build-up, slow build-up, uh, melodic build-up, and then, boom, it kicks ass. And um, it's it just doesn't stop going for the rest of the song. And it's got this catchy four-chord kind of verse. Paul's voice is awesome. I remember I could kind of play it. It just felt like... It almost, it almost had a pop sensibility to it. Uh, and I'm always... Always a sucker for the catchy stuff. I mean, Killers, to me, has classic songs like Rathchild. Classic songs like Killers. And I have to be honest, I, as much as I love Maiden, I look at some of these songs, I go, oh, yeah, I definitely know this song. And then I listen to it, oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's great, that's great. But I never listened to Killers as much as I should have. It was one of the later albums I think I got, too. Um, but Murders in the Room are, oh, my God, it's classic. And if you don't like that, you don't like Maiden. So that's why it was an easy one for me. Um, these first two Paul, Paul albums, the only two Paul albums, uh, because when I was a kid, I thought that Maiden Japan was a Paul album. It was just a little a live EP, but I did have it on cassette. Um, these first two, I think, have been pretty easy. You know, Iron Maiden off of the first Iron Maiden, Murders in the Room, off of Killers. And I, I know people love Killers and people love Ratchild, and I love them too. Uh, to me, those are the big three of this uh, album, because those are the ones they, they would play the most in concert, I think. Um, but for me, there's no doubt it's Murders in the Room Morg as my second song for my spaceship list. Now we get to the hard stuff. This might be the hardest choice I have to make. Album three, for those of you who don't know, is Number of the Beast. Bruce Dickinson's first Iron Maiden album. All right? It has eight songs on it. I would say seven of them are classics and eight of them are great. I, 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 the only thing is, I, I don't think I've ever heard Gangland live. I'm not sure I've ever heard Invaders live, actually. Children of the Dam, I've heard. Prisoner, I've heard. 22 Acacia, I've heard. Hell Be That Name, of course. Number of the Beast, Run to the Hills. So these are all classic songs. I mean, Number of the Beast, the song is Number of the Beast. Hello, by that name is like that's like Maiden's. I almost want to say Maiden's anthem, but even though I said Iron Maiden is as Iron Maiden's anthem, um, but it's almost like that's their that's their stairway. Not just because someone accused them of stealing it. It just be like that's almost like their classic epic um, song for Iron Maiden. And um, yeah, I didn't choose that. All right, maybe you're saying Run to the Hills, that's so obvious. Well, it's obvious because it's obvious. It has to be Run to the Hills. Run to the Hills might be my f- favorite Iron Maiden song of all. It's, it's got a gallop, it's fast, there's amazing vocals, and the chorus is just as catchy as hell. And you all know that because you're Iron Maiden fans. How could you not choose Run to the Hills? I say, how could you not choose Hella Be the Name? How could you not choose uh, um, Number of the Beast? I mean, I love The Prisoner. Prisoner might be one of my favorite songs off this album. But when saying that, you're saying, okay, but you can't have Run to the Hills. But you can't have Run to the Hills. So you want Number of the Beast? Great, but you can't have Run to the Hills. No, see, you have to have Run to the Hills, Uh, if only so that you could get the rest of the spaceship together and sing this chorus. It would be impossible for me to sit here uh, and put together a list of songs and not have Run to the Hills on it. And I feel like I'm giving this um, album just. Oh, wait, the chorus is back. See, I couldn't even focus on my own podcast. That's how much I love the chorus. Um, and to me, this song, I think, like, I always talk about Can I Play With Madness being the song that helped me discover Iron Maiden and, and helped me kind of really get into them. And it was the, my first love. But I feel like this is the song that really cemented the fact that this, uh, this band um, was for me. And that's why there's no way... No way I could have uh, a set list without Run to the Hills on it. Sorry. Absolutely. Song number three is Run to the Hills. These are hard ones, man. These, these, These two right here. The number of the beast choosing Run to the Hills over everything else. And Peace of Mind. Those are like, I'm looking at all these songs and I'm saying... Well, I love this song. This might be my favorite song in the album. Ooh, but then there's this song. Ooh, I can't I can't not have this song. You know. You know, I love Sun and Steel. That would be one to that I would flip out if they ever played that live. Um, I feel like it gets no love, and it is such a good song. It's not the cho- the song I chose. But you know, I mean, l- listen to the setlist for peace of, for peace of mind. Setlist, I keep saying. But listen to the playlist, the the uh, album. Where Eagles Dare. I mean, what a great beginning. The drums alone, you're like, okay, you're on an adventure. Revelations. That was like when I heard that, my head almost exploded. Flight of Icarus. Die with your boots on. The Trooper. Still Life. Quest for Fire. Sunlight falling on your steel. Death and life is your idea. Life is like a wheel rolling on and on to tame a land. I mean, nine classic, terrific songs. This album, to me, is unbelievable. But I have to choose one. One song from this album that I could only listen to forever. And it's weird because it's like, well, maybe I don't want to hear the song all the time, but the fact that if i had a set list of songs and i couldn't hear this that would be a problem i mean this song just so far i've been saying this song is iron maiden this song is iron maiden well they just there's there's so many songs that are iron maiden but i mean how could you go without this one <laughs> i go again the obvious choice the trooper but it's the obvious choice for a reason uh i feel like these next few albums are the obvious choice for a reason i mean i don't know if these are your favorite songs but think about it they're the ones where you only have one song from an album to choose from i mean when you see Maiden in concert they play songs from they don't play one song from every album There's some albums they ignore, and there's some albums where they play a couple songs from. Um, But if you gotta choose one song, you gotta choose one song. And if I'm gonna choose one song, it's the song where this is the chorus. If you've never seen Iron Maiden before, it'll take you five seconds to sing along with this chorus. You hear it once, you're like, I'm ready to go. You're ready to, to, to run through a brick wall for this song. I'm ready to get on a horse and charge the light brigade. This is the song that a beer is named after. This is a song that a couple beers are named after. It had to be The Trooper. I'm not even sure if this is my favorite song on the album. I don't even know if it is. Um, it might be Revelations. It really might be. Uh, but or Flight of Icarus. I mean those two. But again, you gotta make the hard decisions when you're going on a spaceship and you have the future of humanity. If, you, if I'm gonna show the future my compact disc, it's gonna have the trooper on it. wonder, are you agreeing with me? Am I crazy? Am I just too obvious? I don't know. But um, I thought this would be a fun experiment just to see which songs I can live without and which songs I can't. And it's tough for me to say, I can live without that song. It's really just a matter of, can I live without this song? No. And that's why it's chosen. So far, we've got Iron Maiden off of Iron Maiden, Murders in the Room Morgue, off of Killers, Run to the Hills, off of Number of the Beast, and that was the Trooper off of Peace of Mind. Uh, do you agree with me? Do you disagree with me? Uh, let me know on Twitter. Uh, at Maiden Podcast is the uh, Twitter handle, and you can always email me at maiden at fansnotexperts.com or you can call me on the Beast Hotline at 916 562 3278 That's 916 Five, six, beast. And you can leave me a voicemail and tell me how stupid I was or how right on I was. Now, what do we got? Four albums in? We have a long way to go. We still have 12 more songs to go. And I feel like you're going to be like, oh my God, he chose another obvious one. But again, they're obvious for a reason. They're the classics. The classics you can't. Live without. Now, Power Slave is an absolutely amazing album. We've got my favorite instrumental, Iron Man's Ever Done, Lost for Words, Big Aura. We got Two Minutes to Midnight, a classic that they play all the time. Flash of the Blade, a classic they never play. The Duelist, to me, an incredibly underrated song. Back in the Village, which, again, is just a rip-roaring song that I've never heard played live. Uh, Power Slave, which is, of course, a just a classic Iron Maiden song that they play all the time, Rhyme of the Ancient Merida, that I actually brought into my English class twice in high school. These are all amazing, amazing songs. But I didn't choose them. Yeah, it's hard not to choose some of these other songs off these albums, but it is not hard when you have to sacrifice um, a certain song. And this is that certain song for this album. I mean, I feel like I'm going through the the classics of Iron Maiden, you know, the first five albums, and um, every one of these is like a staple to uh, live shows and um, just like quintessential best of Iron Maiden. So I feel like I'm picking almost like a best of album, Uh, but that's just the way it is. If you have one song that you can choose from an album, more often than not, you're going to choose a song that probably is considered a best of. And this one, I feel like I fell in love with the live version first. Before uh, the album version. In fact, when I got the album, I was surprised that Winston Churchill didn't talk before the song. I just thought that was what Aces High did. Yeah, no, I'm not really making it harder myself. I mean, I'm I'm giving up and in, in, I'm passing on classics, but in doing so, I am picking my it's is it am I picking my favorite? Am I picking the best? Am I picking the one that I just have to have? It, it's the one I just have to have because I feel like even on this album, like. There are other songs on here that I, I almost... I don't want to say enjoy more, but I I guess I do want to say enjoy more. Like Flash of the Blade and The Duelist, for me, are probably my favorite songs. Yeah, and Two Minutes to Midnight. I mean, obviously. But Two Minutes to Midnight, I love. Um, but again, I can't pass up on Ace's High. How could you pass up on Ace's High? It's ridiculous. Um, which is why this is my only one from this album yeah I haven't picked a um I haven't picked a title track since Iron Maiden really Iron Maiden that's the first one murders you know killers I didn't pick that number of the beasts I didn't pick that peace of mind there is no title track it's in, it's in the song and Power Slave I didn't pick that um, am I ever going to pick a title track again and uh, the, the answer to that question I'll tell you right now is no. (gasps) Have I given away too much? I don't know. I don't care. Let's keep going. Growing up, uh, I went to Catholic school for eight years, and um, it wasn't like uh, my parents were like some strict household or anything. I mean, they let me listen to all this music. They didn't care. Um, And I remember, but I remember when you go to Catholic school, you know, every day you take math, you take English, you take every class normal, but you also had a religion class. And I remember um, in one class, uh, the religion teacher was talking about music and um, talking about, I think it came up about heavy metal because there was a lot of kids in my class who were big into metal. And, um, the, you know, how all these songs are like probably negative or like, you know, about kill, 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 and, and I'm going to get you and all this crap. Um, and the, the teacher actually brought up a song um, that he was told was positive about, you know, enjoying life and uh, was an uplifting song. Uh, and I mean, at, at this point, I think you know what that is. Uh, for my next song from the album Somewhere in Time, the one and only song that I chose, it, it's pretty obvious, right? <laughs> These next two albums here are um, some of my favorite Iron Maiden art. In fact, Somewhere in Time has probably the best art uh, as far as like just looking at the if you look at the CD or the tape that you can get lost in that amazing artwork. Um, And I think I remember just thinking how crisp the sound on CD. I think this was the the second, I had a bunch of tapes, but my brother bought some CDs and then he gave them to me, Um, and that was Seventh Son and Somewhere in Time, and I just remember hearing this song and thinking how amazing it sounded on CD, on compact disc, which is why I chose it for my compact disc for the the spaceship. And when we got Alexander the Great, Deja Vu, Stranger and Stranger, and Loneliness, a Long Distance Runner, Heaven Can Wait, Sea of Madness, caught, Caught Somewhere in Time, amazing songs, but they don't have this chorus. It took years for me to hear Maiden play this song live. I think it was, like, the uh, Ed Hunter tour in 99, the first time I heard them play it. Um, Well, I guess that would be my second Iron Maiden concert, so maybe it didn't take years of me waiting for them. It just took uh, years between the times I saw them, 91 and 98. It wasn't 92. It all kind of blends together. Um, I think it's 91. But this song to me is another one of those choruses that was just amazing. This is this is where I'm like, how is Iron Maiden not like a household name in, in popular rock music? I mean, this song is amazing, uh, and it is absolutely my favorite song of this album. And it's easy it's easy for it to say. And I remember the I think the first song I heard off this album live was Heaven Can Wait. I believe they played that on the No Prayer for the Road tour. Um, uh, but since then, I have heard them play "Wasted Years," and that's it. I've never heard "Stranger in a Strange Land." "Loneliness of the Long Distance Runner" to me, uh, lately, has become uh, my one of my favorite songs off this album, if not the one I listen to the most. I've been running 5Ks in my life, and I put this song on that album because the because the uh, first of all, the song's great, and then the uh, the message is very you know on point. And the guitar solo is just like nothing I've heard Iron Maiden do um, before or since. Um, but you know, Caught Somewhere in Time—it's cool because the album is only called Somewhere in Time, but the song is called Caught Somewhere in Time. I don't know why that's cool. I just like that. Uh, but Heaven Can Wait and Sea of Madness is great. And, oh my God, they're all so good. Deja Vu feels like I've been here before, but I'm sorry, Deja Vu. I'm sorry, Alexander the Great. Stranger in a Strangeland? Great. It was nice to see you. And seeing Bruce in that puffy shirt... Oh, wait, the chorus is back. (laughs) Okay, sorry. I get distracted with these amazing songs. Um, But I'm like, I apologize to all of you. I, I, I don't want to lose you. But I don't want to lose wasted years more. So wasted years, you're coming with me to the future to help save humanity. Um, Because I don't want to waste my time always searching for uh, these wasted years. I want to listen to them on my compact disc on the spaceship. (sighs) Yeah, uh, I'm still sticking with the spaceship premise. But look, you may be saying to yourself, These are also obvious choices, and maybe they are, but we're only six songs in and six albums in. We're not even at the halfway point yet. We have 10 more songs to go. ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. If you know me at all at this point, hell, if you just listened to the last podcast episode, it was all about this next album. Check it out if you haven't heard it yet. Um, this album is where my Iron Maiden adventure began. Um, so if if I'm going to talk about the album that started it all for me, how could I not choose the song that started it all for me? It'd be impossible, right? Obviously, I have to choose this song. And I say, I'm say i not even saying that like, oh, I have to choose this song. No, no, no. I want to choose this song because without this song, I might not even be here right now talking about it. So for number seven... Off of Album 7, no, I didn't choose Seven Son of a Seven Son. Of course I chose this.
1: Can I play with madness?
0: I feel like this is the one I have to talk least about. I mean, this is the one that just, it's, it's common sense. It, 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 um, it speaks for itself. It is my Iron Maiden song. This is the song that I heard on Headbangers Ball. That I thought this is cool. This is the song that made me go buy my first Iron Maiden tape. The song that made me go to school and find my friend who I knew liked Iron Maiden and beg him for some tapes to borrow. It all started with this song. It all started with this amazing chorus. I love these choruses, don't I? I'm just a sucker for a catchy chorus, and I mean this one obviously does it for me every time.
1: Can I play with to, blind, to, blind, to see Can I play with madness?
0: There comes a point in um music fandom for me. Uh I guess it's that way with Television too. Let's say you're watching a television show, and you binge watch and catch up on the first five seasons, and then all of a sudden the sixth season comes around, and it's your first new season uh, as a watcher, and you're up with everyone else, and you're kind of you're all caught up, and you're like, "Wow, is is this as good as what I was learning about before? Is this as good as what I caught up on? It's different because." It's brand new for me. Um, and it's the same thing with, with bands. You know, It's like, oh, I'm into this band now. Oh, they have five albums. I've been listening to all of them. And all of a sudden, the sixth album comes out. And maybe you've only been a fan for a year or two. Uh, but they've been around for eight or nine years. And all of a sudden, you're like, here's the new album. And to you, you know, maybe some people are like, what is this? This is new and different. Or I don't know what I'm talking about. It's just a weird feeling when okay, now I'm finally with everyone else. I'm in the same boat as everyone else. I, I bought Seven Son of a Seven Son uh, after it was out, and I'm an Iron Maiden fan now. And now it's time to discover new Iron Maiden music with every other Iron Maiden fan. And it all started with this next album and this next song, which I'm almost positive I heard for the first time WAF I think um, but this was the first uh, album and first tour that I saw um, and really it was the last time I think they came around New England I don't think they came around for Fear of the Dark and I think they played in one small place for the Blaze era but for me this was the first time I saw Iron Maiden and the last time for a moment I thought it was going to be the last time I ever saw Iron Maiden um, and the, the first time I have heard new Iron Maiden music the first time I heard an Iron Maiden song live all stem from this first song off of No Prayer for the Dying you know what it is Let it be known, I am stating without a doubt, this is the most unappreciated Iron Maiden song of all time, I stand by it. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, Tail Gunner kicked off No Prayer For The Dying. It kicked off my first time hearing new Iron Maiden music as a fan. It kicked off the concert I saw. It's got a killer intro. It's, it it talks about war. It's got an amazing chorus. It's got everything that Iron Maiden is. And yet, after that first tour, after, was it 91? I don't think I ever heard them play this live again. I hope I do hear it again because i want to stand there with my brother and my friend and scream at the top of my lungs this chorus climb
1: into the sky never away you the climb into the sky never away
0: now, i remember seeing this tour and it was like they went bare bones. It was like, oh, we're gonna have uh, you know, a screen. Not not a music screen, like a video screen, just like uh, a screen with, with banners and some amps. No huge stage set. Um, I think Eddie did come out, but um, you know, I've seen him now with tanks. I've been gonna see him with an airplane on stage next year. And this first time seeing him, they didn't have that. It was like bare bones and Bruce's got a beard almost and he's got jeans and yeah. Um, I'm going to be perfectly honest and uh, just say this is probably my least favorite Bruce album. I mean, I'm going to go through the songs right now. and uh, We got, I'm going to go ten to one. Start at the end. Mother Russia. That, actually, I used to like that song, Bring Your Daughter to the slaughter. The uh, Hooks in You, I always kinda liked. It was it was uh, catchy. Running Silent, Running Deep. The Assassin, Fate's Warning. Off the top of my head, I can't even I don't even remember how that sounds. Public Enemy number one actually has grown on me a lot recently. No prayer for the dying. Holy Smoke and Tail Gunner. To me, I just listened to Holy Smoke and Tail Gunner a million times. Um, but it's a no-brainer for me for this album. Tail Gunner. By, bar bar none by far easily is my selection for this song but I, I always loved holy smoke too in fact just I kind of this I forgot about this for a while but I had um, a holy smoke banner that I wanted like an amusement park it was a, one of those big square cloth banners I had that hanging above my bed for years uh, yeah I was a bit of a nerd oh wait 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 it's chorus one more time to the sky
1: never tail You're a tail
0: all right i mean there's not much else i can say about this album um some of the songs i'm looking at i don't even know if i know how that song goes so you know easy no-brainer um i feel like most of you would also pick tail gunner as the song um, i feel like this is just the most obvious choice for this album And, um, yeah, I I think this one's easy, but I think the next one might throw you off a little bit. In May of 1992, I was still a sophomore in high school, and Iron Maiden released what I didn't realize at the time might have been their last album with Bruce Dickinson. Um, obviously it wasn't and at that time I had no idea but a couple years later I thought well that was it You know, I was a fan of Iron Maiden for three years it was a good run at least I have all these albums to listen to Um, and they have this new guy now so we'll see what happens from here but there was a time where I thought this was it this was the last um, Iron Maiden album Fear of the Dark and this album You know, I hate to say it, is one of the ones that I don't listen to as much, and yet I really, really, really need to listen to it more. I'm just going to go through the set list, the set list, the playlist, whatever. It's uh, Be Quick or Be Dead, From Here to Eternity. I loved From Here to Eternity, Afraid to Shoot Strangers, Fear is the Key, Childhood's End, Wasting Love, I Am the Fugitive, Chains of Misery, The Apparition, Judas, My Guide, Judas Be My Guide, Weekend Warrior, and Fear of the Dark. Fear of the Dark has become one of those epic, epic Iron Maiden songs that is played um, at almost every show. And it's it's a huge fan participation. If you've ever seen Iron Maiden live, it's a highlight of the set. If you've ever watched them on YouTube live, you, just, you can feel the electricity in the audience, and it's real. Um, But that's the live version of Fear of the Dark. You know, I didn't appreciate Fear of the Dark until I heard the live version. I think it might have been on Best of the Beast. When I was in college, I would listen to it and go, oh my God, the audience is really into this. Um, Too bad I'll never be able to see Bruce sing that again. This was, you know, early 90s. Um, But like I said, that's the live version. The studio version of Fear of the Dark, it's the same song. But it doesn't give me that same feeling. It doesn't do um, it doesn't do what the live version does for me. And even though that is the quintessential song from this album, the studio version of Fear of the Dark, apparently, I can live without because that's not the song that I chose to bring with me to space. It only took nine albums, but I feel like I might have hit my first controversial choice, not the obvious one, um, but for me it is. This song has always spoken to me it always stuck with me. Um, I think it's because I play guitar, not very good, but I can get away and, with some things. And I'm pretty sure I brought this song in to my guitar teacher. And he taught me, you know, how to play the slow parts, how to play that that little riff. Not the fast solo, but that little... Um, And the fact that I could play along with this song, the whole thing, even though I played the rhythm during the solos, always made it just kind of special to me. Um, And that's why... It's by far my number one song on this album, and the one song that I can't live without. Um, and it's got one of those like those quintessential um, Iron Maiden sounds that that you know came along later in their career. It almost almost feels like it really started with songs like this, but no, it's always been this way. But they have these slow uh, melodic beginnings, and then it kicks off. And then it brings the slow back and kicks off. And um, you get a lot of that uh, going forward. And it becomes a real staple of their sound. Um, But for me, this one always spoke to me more than Fear of the Dark. And I was lucky enough to hear them play it live. I think it was in 2015. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's like, I hope, I'd love to hear them play it again live um, I've recorded a version uh, that I, where I play along with it. I put it on YouTube years ago. Um, it's, I don't know, it's just like every, I never get tired of it. And like, I get to, I play guitar a lot. Like, I'll, I play along with iTunes. And almost every time I play, towards the end, I, I like to bring this in and just kind of, you know, give my, give a little exercise to my fingers because I just love to play this part. Right now, hearing it, I just want to pick up my guitar and I want to play along. Um, it just—it's it, hard to explain. Like, first of all, the, the idea of the song "Afraid to Shoot Strangers" means like you're going to war and you're 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 a young guy and you're going to be basically your job is to kill the enemy. You're shooting strangers, um, and it kicks off. You know, it gets faster, it gets slower. I don't know. I couldn't. I just looking at this list of songs. "Fear the Dark's great. But it's the live version that's great. The, the studio version, it, it feels like it's, it, it's the same song, but it's different for me. You see, I could never play this part. I'm the guy playing in the background. Um, yeah, I don't even know how much I can expand upon this more. It's like, I, I think I've heard Blaze play this live. I'm very happy that they came back and played it live when I saw the Maiden England tour. Oh, I, I can play this part. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Um, sort of. I screw up, but it doesn't matter. I play with my headphones. I play in front of my computer. I'm just an old man pretending he's a rock star all by himself in a room crying. Um, Yeah, this was easy. This was a no-brainer. Afraid to Shoot Strangers off Fear of the Dark. And I have a feeling a lot of people probably would have chosen Fear of the Dark. But not for me. Easily my spaceship song for this album. So three years passed between this number nine album and uh, album number 10. Um, In that time, I'd gone from a young high school lad to a college boy. Um, I still was listening to metal. I was still listening to Maiden. Um, In fact, I think at this point I was a sophomore in college, and... The internet was not what it is today. You'd have to get news from going to the going to the bookstore and skimming through magazines, getting Hit Parade or or, um, if you could find Metal Edge or something. Um, So I feel like I still knew what was going on. Like I knew that there was going to be a new singer. I knew it was this guy from Wolfbane. I knew there was going to be a new album, but I didn't know kind of when. And I came home from college one day, and on my bureau was a CD, Iron Maiden, The X Factor, from my brother, holy hell, where the hell did this come from, oh my God, pop it in, and you know, my brother and I listened to it, he's like, it sounds like a young Bruce kind of, this," is, and I was like, oh my God, it's still Iron Maiden, it's not Bruce, but okay, okay, we're with this, and I listened to it, and, you know, I listened to it, um, I listened to it a lot early on, and I, uh, you know, I've listened to it more recently. I need to appreciate it more. Out of the two Blaze albums, I am going to be honest. This is my least of the favorite. My lesser of the favorite. Um, I thought "Sign of the Cross" was great. Um, I loved hearing it live with Bruce. Actually, I think I heard it live. I'm almost positive I heard him play that. I know he's played it live, but I don't know if I've heard him do it live in person. I think they might be doing it this summer. I hope so. That'd be great to hear. Um, but I always, I just remember this album had. A, it was very gloomy to me like it was a lot of these slow starts and it just had a different edge to it um, with the different vocalists, vocalists Blaze Bailey. Uh, but it's funny that a lot of the songs have of in it. It's like Sign of the Cross, Lord of the Flies, Fortunes of War, Judgment of Heaven, Edge of Darkness. I don't know if you ever noticed, that's a lot of ofs. Um, but I didn't choose any of. No. Sign of the Cross feels like a very quintessential song from this album. But um, no. No, 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 no. I don't think it was till I started listening to Best of the Beast a lot that I started to really um, appreciate the song. It's funny that Best of the Beast helped me appreciate Fear of the Dark more, and it helped me appreciate and enjoy my spaceship song, My One and Only, from The X Factor. <laughs>
1: And it's backed up for miles. The car is an oven and baking is wild. Nothing is ever the way it should be. What we deserve, we just don't get, you see. A briefcase a lunch and a man on the edge. Each step gets closer to losing his head. Is someone in heaven? Are they looking down? Cause nothing is fair. Does you look around? Everybody! Falling down, falling down, falling
0: down falling down, falling down, falling down, falling down I mean, come on, that right, right there, that, that, that opening, the, the riff, the speed, the, the energy of this song, it was a no-brainer for me. This song is a staple for me. I still love listening to it. It's on playlists. Um, it is it. It's not the best Blaze song, but I think it's the best on this album. And what's funny is that Blaze is one of the guys who wrote it. It's Blaze and Yannick Erz who wrote these. This one, no Steve, no Dave, no Bruce, Yannick, and Blaze. And it's based off, of course, off of the um, the old. Michael Douglas movie, Falling Down, I can call it old now because, you know, it's um, it was in the early 90s the fact that, I'm surprised they didn't call it Falling Down, because Falling Down is the, based on the movie, Falling Down is the lyric, is the chorus, uh, but Man on the Edge, Um, terrific terrific song, you know, they've they've put it on Best of Albums, Uh, Bruce has sang it live Um, hell, I'm reading here that it was even featured in video games Um, you can see that uh, Iron Maiden appreciates it, and they know what they have with it so, to me, um, easy, easy peasy. You know, Sign of the Cross is probably, um, if, if this was a single, if I had a side B, for the, you know, every, if, every, um, if I did another 16 and, uh, you know, like another spaceship, maybe they gave me a second, C, a second CD to bring on the spaceship, um, Sign of the Cross would be there. But uh, I only have one CD for the spaceship, and you only get one chance to, uh, to survive an exploding Earth. So I have to bring Man on the Edge with me. Another three years had passed. Um, yeah, I was definitely a freshman with uh, X Factor. Doing the math now, um, but another three years had passed, and I remember being a senior in college, and um, being in my dorm and having pretty rudimentary uh, high-speed internet on a crappy computer. And looking up on ironmaiden.com, I think, uh, that they were going to have a new album with Blaze. And I'm a college kid with barely any money. Um, And my girlfriend uh, at the time, uh, don't worry, she's my wife now, but my girlfriend at the time. um, Oh, wait, no, my senior year? She was my fiancé at this point. Um... She had a really crappy giant boat of a car that um, I think she still had at this point. I don't think we traded in for the Dodge. I don't think she had a Dodge at this point. At one point, we both had a Dodge Shadows, and it looked ridiculous. Um, but it just, it, for a while, she would drive this big moose of a crappy car um, that honestly had front wheel drive and was dangerous to drive. And I can't believe we were in that thing. But um, I begged her to take her car. And drive 20, 25 minutes to this mall. And I didn't have GPS then. So I'm lucky I even found this thing. Um, Because I didn't go to this mall a lot. But 25 minutes in Fitchburg, Massachusetts. um, Away from... I feel it was 20 minutes. I don't know. To go to this mall. To go to this record store. And hope that they had Virtual Eleven by Iron Maiden. And they did. And I brought it home. And I tell you, I listened to this album like crazy. Like more than X Factor, easily, easily, easily. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't think she had a CD player in the car, so I had to come home and I put it on my computer and listen to it over and over and over. And then I was just starting to like get into doing web page design, so I would be working on the computer and listen to this over and over and over. And I can easily say this: I love this album. It's a good album with a lot of good songs. All right. And uh, I mean kicks off with Future Real, Angel and the Gambler, which is 10 minutes of crazy. There's a long 10-minute song. Lightning Strike twice, The Klansman, when two worlds collide. I love it. Educated fool. I love it. Don't look back at the hindsight. I love it. Como estas Amigo, I love it. I love it all. All right. These are all good songs. This is, I if anyone thinks the X-Factor album is better than better than this, I'm going to have to respectfully disagree with you. Um, and my friends, this album gives us uh, the best Blaze Bailey song. This album gives us a song that is a staple uh, in Iron Maiden concerts for years to come, and hopefully I hear it again this year. This album gives us the unbelievable anthem that I have chosen to bring with me as my one and only song from Virtual Eleven. Just listening to it now is giving me chills. It is a, I use the word a lot, quintessential Iron Maiden epic. Uh, And I feel like Blaze is just lucky enough to be the man who sings this. Because this could have fit on many, many Bruce albums. And in fact, I mean, I do probably think the live version that Bruce does improves upon this. But the difference with that, the difference with um, you know, where I brought up Fear of the Dark, I chose, I didn't choose because of the live version is Far Superior. I still think this is amazing. And I still think that it is my favorite song on this album. The best song on this album. And the best song that Blaze Bailey ever did with Iron Maiden. I mean, it's a no brainer, right? No one disagrees with me here. If you disagree with me here, um, I'd be in shock. Unbelievable
1: song,
0: you know. I can say that, please, Bailey doesn't have the vocal range of Bruce. He doesn't have um, the power of Bruce, but still.
1: Is it right to believe in the need to be free? It's a time when you die and without asking why can't you see what they do? They're grinding us down. They're taking our land that belongs to the clans. Not alone with a dream. Just a one to be free. With a need Below. I am a Freedom! Freedom! Freedom!
0: Freedom! It makes me want to put on a kilt, to put on war paint, and go fight for William Wallace right now. I mean, this one—this is Blaze's best vocalist vocal singing. This is—it's um, got the just it shows that he's got power in his voice too, damn it. Uh, I saw Blaze um, in a, on tour with uh, Jeff Tate and Ripper Owens. Um, and they didn't, he didn't do this. I was hoping he'd really do the song, he didn't do it. Um, he might have done Fear of the Dark though, actually, I think. He did, he did a lot of Bruce songs. Um, but I will never, ever have a bad thing to say about Blaze Bailey. You know, over the years, he's, he's lost his hair, he's gained some weight. He had so much fun and was so grateful and was so happy and was in such a good mood. You know, I see these albums um, and I see these pictures and I saw all the YouTube videos and I thought he was like this dark, brooding, like serious bloke. But he was, I I don't know, he was so refreshing and so happy. And he just smiled. I I say that concert, no one had a bigger smile on their face than Blaze Bailey that night. And I will forever love him. For that and for songs like this easily the best thing the blaze has ever done with Maiden and um, I love it Bailey, we thank you for your time. We thank you for your service with Iron Maiden. Um, but your, your time has come. Um, my friends, Bruce is back. Uh, it was in 1999, I believe, when it was announced that Bruce had returned. Maybe it was 98. I don't remember. All I know is they were, all of a sudden I saw on a website, they're all, they're all holding up beers. Bruce is back in the band. Adrian's back in the band. Yannick is still with the band. They're a six piece now and they're going to go on tour to support a video game called Ed Hunter, a terrible, terrible CD-ROM game. But I was not missing that tour and I saw that tour. And then the following year I saw them again and they put on an album. And the album is called Brave New World. And of course it's a Brave New World because now there are six of them and Bruce is back. And my friends, Bruce joined the band in what? 81? 82? Something like that. And left in 92, 93? So he was in the band for what? 10, 11 years the first time around? Then he was gone for, eh, you know, nine, seven, seven years, eight years. And he's been in the band ever since and that's 20 years ago. So he's his second stint with Iron Maiden 20 years. It's a lot longer. So it's almost like he never left. Even though he was, for me, during it, while it was happening, it felt like he was gone forever. But he's back with a brave new world. I remember having to, like, watch, um, I watched the Wicker Man video through, like, the real player on my Mac at work, thinking, oh my god, Bruce is back, and freaking out. And I was married at this point. We had a house, and I, the only CD player I had was a DVD player. I put the CD in the DVD, and I sat in front of my TV like a little kid listening to a radio program, holding the booklet in my hand. My wife wanted nothing to do with me listening to this, and I just went through every single song. And I loved it. I loved the Wicker Man. That was the song. That was the that was like the hit. Playing it live, I love it. I like to play along with it and the guitar. And uh, yeah, I didn't choose the Wicker Man. <laughs> I feel like with these upcoming Bruce albums, I might not be picking songs that you would have chosen. I feel like the obvious one is The Wicker Man and God, I love that song. But over the years, I've come to have a passion for this song that I just could not live without.
1: Silent planet Out of the silent we are Out of the silent planet Out of the silent we are Out of the silent planet Out of the
0: silent planet we are Songs to me spark memories not every song, but a lot of songs give me a specific feeling for a specific moment. And I have to tell you the truth. This song reminds me of cutting my lawn. I was a first- time homeowner, first time I ever had to take care of my lawn. My dad never trusted me with the lawnmower growing up. And I would put my disc man on or burn discs of, of you know I didn't have an MP3 player yet. and I would uh, sometimes the song would come on, and that's when I would listen to it more and really, really get an appreciation for it, and I'm like, oh my God, I love this friggin' chorus. Even later, when they do the chorus with the gallop the gallop drums behind it, um, awesome, 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 awesome. Uh, it's like, to me, this felt like, oh my god, Iron Maiden is really back. Bruce is back. You know, thank you, Blaze, but this is Iron Maiden. This song, written by uh, Yannick Gers, Bruce Dickinson, and Steve Harris, this album. Is like oh my god, my favorite freaking band in the world is back.
1: Out of the silent planet,
0: of I remember seeing the Wicker Man. They opened that opened that tour up with the with the Wicker Man, um, Brave New Tour. I think it was what it's was called, a Brave New World tour. Um, and it was, uh, it was amazing. And Ghost of the Navigator, amazing. Brave New World, amazing. Blood Brothers is like another one of those epic friggin' songs that should be played at every Iron Maiden show. Dream of Maris, I mean, listen, that was the friggin' theme song that I chose to, to make the theme song of my show. I mean, that's the music you're hearing all night. Um, Fallen Angel, Nomad, Mercenary, Thin Line Between Love and Hate, all songs that are just killer. This album's killer. But, my friends, I could only choose one. And when it came right down to it, this is the song that I think I've listened to the most over the last 19 years from this album. And it's the song I can live without. So it's coming with me the spaceship. It's just the way it is. I, I have a feeling a lot of people will disagree, but... I had to choose it. I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit. It's Sunday night, and um, I'm getting texts from some people, some guys that run a text chain, and talking about the Grammys. And I have to be honest, I completely forgot that the Grammy Awards were on. I, I, they're a giant popularity contest um, I always say that if the Grammys Were like, if the Oscars were like the Grammys The Avengers would would win Best Picture every year um, I put it on, it's on mute I'm not even looking at it, I'll glance up every so often But who cares about the Grammys I care about the Maiden And um Moving on to album Number 13 This album came out in 2003, I think I want to say, and um, oh my god, I mean, I cannot believe this album came out that long ago. Talking about Dance of Death, of course, and um, yep, uh, I'm just going to come out and say it. I think this might be my favorite album since Bruce returned. Yeah, Yeah. yep, 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 yep. It's definitely um, the one I've listened to the most over and over and over and over again. Um, it has the most songs that I pull out and put on different playlists. Um, and it's the first time I heard, yeah, because I saw them, I want to say No Ed to a Dead Tour. It was with, uh, Dio and Motorhead and they played the Klansmen, but I don't think they played, I don't know if they played anything from Brave New World, but then they unveiled uh, a new song for their new album. They played Wildest Dreams, and uh, really cool. It was weird hearing a song you didn't know at all being played live for the first time, Uh, but it was great to hear. Um, And I put the album on, bought the CD. I remember driving home from probably Best Buy or Newbery Comics, wherever I bought it, and uh, Wildest Dream, Rainmaker, No More Lies, all great, Monsigar, Dance of Death, my, friend, my cousin still likes to joke Because Bruce says he dances and he prances And you know what, I love it, I love it Gates of Tomorrow, New Frontier, Dale, epic Face in the Sand, epic Age of Innocence, epic Oh my god, Journeyman, epic I mean, this whole album, to me, is awesome But, um, but, but, but I didn't choose No More Lies I didn't choose Rainmaker I didn't choose Wildest Dreams I didn't choose Dale. I didn't choose Face in the Sand, no For me, the one and only song that I chose Is the song that when I heard it for the first time I remember pumping my fist in the car And saying, they did it They did it They can still bring it This is amazing They did it I know, that's weird to say But when I heard the song, I was like, oh my god I made it, did it And it was like, instantly chills The first time I heard this Or Monsegur. Or Monsegur. I'll never pronounce it right. Um, Blew me away the first time I ever heard it. It blows me away still to this day. Uh, I talked about a 5k running playlist. This song is on that playlist. At this point of the song, I'm already hooked, and and yet, it's this next part where I it can I can almost not even put it to words how it just made me feel the first time hearing it. I feel like it's a very unique song for the album, too, because it's just like, it's deep, it's dark, it's heavy, it's thumping, and Bruce is singing his fucking ass off. Um, this song is one of those songs that makes, that gives you chills, even hearing it a hundred times later, and you you notice something different, or you, 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 without reading the lyrics, you, you, you listen to it, you go, okay, oh, it's saying something this. And then you listen to the guitars and the layers of the guitars and the solo and the, and the lead that Bruce is singing along with. Ah, this is what being a passionate music fan is about. Frig you, Grammys. Frig you right up the butt. I should have said that. But I did. Who cares? Um, I love the song. I love this album. Um, look, I mean, do you disagree? Do you think "Passiondale" should have been the song? New Frontier, the only song to have uh, Nico singing. Is it the only song he's ever written? I forget, I think it is. Um, Face in the Sand, No More Lies, Wildest Dreams. I mean, there's so many great songs in this album. Dance of Death is an epic. It's almost, it's eight and a half minutes long, but this, this is it for me. This is the song. I will be enjoying this on the spaceship while those of you who weren't chosen die in a fiery blaze. I will be enjoying this um, as we drift off surviving. It's gonna be great. Wow, wow, wow. We're 13 songs in to my final Iron Maiden playlist We've got only three albums left three songs left I'm gonna treat this like it's a matter of life and death ho oh, oh, ho oh, ho wordplay matter of life and death it's the 14th studio album by Iron Maiden uh, and it came out in 2006 I remember I my wife and I moved to Florida in 2005 and we were back in 2006 in time for me to purchase this album back in Massachusetts and um for them to go on tour and I think I went and saw them like a month later or something like that it was like a month or two later and um they played this album the entire way through which I wasn't crazy about I'm gonna say um and then they had a little intermission well not intermission like then they left encore and they came back and played like five classics um but this album, to me, this is like another kind of dark, gloomy album, I guess. But then, Different World really isn't that is isn't dark and gloomy. You know what it is? This is one of these albums where I, I don't listen to it enough. I haven't listened to it enough. I need to listen to it more. Uh, the reincarnation of Benjamin Breck. I think I heard that on Sirius Radio the first time. Going, what is this? And I still don't even know what that. I mean, that's that is a. I haven't heard that song in a while. I gotta listen to that again, man. What a friggin' title that is. But we got Different World. These colors don't run brighter than a thousand suns. The Pilgrim, the longest day out of the shadows. The reincarnation of Benjamin for the greater good of God. Lord of Light and the Legacy. And I have to be honest, some of these songs, I'm like, wait, which one's which? Which one's oh, that's this one, this one, that. Yes, yes, I know. I know. And um, it's pretty easy for me. I have the song. It's, you know, Different World um, is a, is a, a nice catchy song that very much reminds me of um, Wildest Dreams, the beginning of Dance of Death. Um, the Pilgrim is also a song I really dig, but if I was going to choose one song, one song that has stuck with me on this album, one song that, that gives me like those chills, that makes me feel, gives me emotion, one song that I have to bring with me, I have to give up every song. This is the one song on a matter of life and death that I could not live without. you ever hear a song tell a story and, and I don't even just mean the lyrics, I mean the music tells a story I mean, this song to me it like brings the the day that they're talking about to life, like it just builds so much tension you know, the drum comes in
1: the enemy coast, with sky, these souls, fair, to take a bullet for those who sent them here. The
0: to take a, a bullet for those who sent them here, and and like the drums, boom, boom, boom. It's almost like bombs hitting. This is about storming the beach in World War II in Normandy. Um, it's basically like the beginning of saving private ryan in fact i think someone took clips of that and put it with this song and it just it fits because the song's telling a story the the music the lyrics just like it was like building up like oh my god this is going to happen this is going to happen this is going to happen then boom opens it up and you realize this guy is doing what he can because he's supposed to be doing it but he's doing it to stay alive and he's like how long how long is this longest day going to be going how long until i finally make it through it is it is my favorite song off of this album it is the song that i listen to the most it is the song that i can't live without it just you know um and there's other songs in here i love like for the greater good of god i love it um out of the shadows the pilgrim love all those songs um these colors don't run. Another great song. This is like a very patriotic. This is a very um, military, historically, you know, army, war-based album. Um, even the album cover is, you know, uh, it's a bunch of like, like dead, like ghosts, demon, like, zombie soldiers with a tank with that with an an awesome Eddie logo. I mean, that might be one of the best Eddie logos like, we've seen in a long time. The the the. Eddie Head with, you know, with the crossed guns. I mean, it's like, it it tells you what's going on right here. And the the concert that we saw had a tank on stage. So, I mean, great visuals, great theme. Um, And for me, this is the album. This is the song that makes the album for me. You could take away every other song from this album, and I would miss them. But this is the one where I would say, no, 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 you can't take this one away. This one has to come with me. I'm going to, you know, these guys went through this shit so this song could be written. No, it didn't go through. So this song could be written. But that's the basis of this song. And damn it, I'm going to live with their memory in the spaceship in the sky. Did I just say that these guys fought a war that led to this? Um, the reason that this song was written um, and that's why I'm bringing it with me? That's that's weak. I don't know. That seems like I'm trivializing it. I don't know. That's stupid. Forget I just said that. Just I love the song, the theme to the song. It is a real serious song, and it does bring visuals to my head that this is crazy that someone had to live through this. Um, but it also hurt, helps that the song, to me, um, is just... It just grabs at my core And I can't live without it So I won't live without it CD number 14 On my only CD ever track 14 is The Longest Day Speaking of the longest day, this is like the longest podcast. You guys still with me? A little over uh hour 25, 26 minutes I think at this point. Um and we got two more albums to go, two more songs to go before I go off to space. Uh yeah, I'm still sticking with that premise. <laughs> it was a great idea, you know, a couple hours ago, so uh speaking of space. Um, You know what they say about space? They say, it's the final frontier. I don't know why all of a sudden I'm sounding like Contracula. The final frontier. You know, when a band of Iron Maiden's age puts out a 15th studio album and they call it the final frontier, um, people start to speculate, is this it? Is Is this the last Iron Maiden album? And, um... The answer is no, no, it's not. I can't believe this album is almost nine years old already. This album came out in two thousand and ten. That is ridiculous to me. This album is older than my niece. It's amazing. I mean, my niece can say this album is has been around her entire life because came out a week before she was born. Um, it's crazy. I feel like it it just like, I remember the, you know, I almost remember, I have a feeling of when every Iron Maiden album came out, um, since I've become a fan of theirs. And this one, I just remember walking around in the park with my dog, listening to this over and over and over and over and, um, really digging just a ton of the tracks. El Dorado right away caught me, uh, um. Coming Home was like, it just felt like a cool, it was like a real more, like a, not a pop rock song, but it just felt like a much more like um, mainstream rock song. Star Blind, The Man Who Would Be King When the Wild Wind Blows. I mean, what a freaking epic that is. There's so many epics on this. Mother of Mercy's great. The Final Frontier, the original, the opening song. Um, There's so many songs on this that I can go back and say, listen to and be like, that's really good but there was one song that i watched i think i watched them do it live once i was like whoa 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 this song is really good and the more i listened to it the more i was like this song is my favorite song on this album and it's a long ass song it's not the longest song on the album but it's up there um And, you know, I listened to it and it, it, I guess maybe the first few times I listened to it, it didn't catch my ear as much as I thought it should, as much as it should have, I should say. Um, So when I finally watched, I think, a live version of it, I was like, holy S word, this song is awesome. And um, it's kind of stuck with me ever since. And that was a few years back. Um, I'd love to hear them play it live one day, uh, but... Listen, folks, The Final Frontier is not the song I'm choosing. El Dorado's not the song I'm choosing. As much as I love coming home and I drive by a road called Albion and every time I drive by it, I sing, To Albion's land. Um, that's not the song I chose either. No, 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 no. If there was one song that I could listen to this album, listen from this album for the rest of time, This is the one song I just could not give up. song is over nine minutes long i'm not even sure if i'm going to get to the 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 best parts written by yannick and steve and i i think it's like about going out on a like a boat (laughs) i was gonna say a spaceship a ship a boat like a pirate kind of ship sailing off and finding a talisman i guess um I should probably fast forward to the chorus at some point because I'm not going to talk for nine minutes about this song. I just know that um, it's it's another one of those kind of slow, gives you a beginning where it's like, this is what's going on. As I stand above the... Um, and then it says, oh, are you ready? Are you ready for this? Because here we go. I'm going to take my foot. I'm going to kick you directly in the balls, and we're going to take off on an adventure in the sea. Um, I don't know what it is. It's like, I think the first time I heard this, I remember bringing the CD. Okay, that's what I remember doing. Bringing the, I bought the CD at lunch and I brought it back to the office and I played it in my CD player at work. And then I, I, I think I, at that point, I transferred it to my phone or my iPod and took the book out and on the train ride home, Oh my God, I'm getting late. I'm getting late. I'm getting tired. On the train ride home, I listened to this and I um, basically listened to the whole thing. Is this the song that talks about the corn doll? No, that's not it. <laughs> I think that's Isle of Avalon. Um, oh, and it was like, just going through these things, like these long epic songs and it was great to hear. Oh wait, 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 it's about, I'm about to take this, Bruce is about to take his foot and jam it straight into your nuts. his voice is just amazing i mean he's already he's like singing at the top of his lungs and then you got this catchy little pod mm-hmm. the song has it all um and it's like and then it just kind of builds to this chorus where i don't even think the first time they actually do it they build 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 nope not gonna do it yet and he comes a little more verse a little more scene then they build, 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 and, and the chorus is like, I'm going to take the sledgehammer, I'm going to smash it over your head, here's the chorus, if you could sing along, if you could hit these notes, come with me on this adventure, because it is... Oh, I, I don't even know what to say. It's just, I'm, I'm going to be rock, I'm going to be running, because I'm assuming the spaceship is going to have, like, a jogging area. Hopefully the DV, the CD player is portable, so I, I can go for runs, little jogs around the spaceship, you know, saying hi to all the other people who survived, and... Um, uh, and when this song comes on, I'm just going to want to run through walls and fight people and beat people up. and uh, I don't know. It just, it's just one of those songs that just motivates me to want to move. I'm like, I can barely sit still in my chair right now. We, we still have, like, I mean, minutes till we get to the chorus. Should I, should I fast forward to it? I don't even want to fast forward to it. You know, I'm going to, let's... I guess I could talk about the rest of the album. Um, nah, I don't even want to do that. I mean, Final Frontier... Um, it actually scared me. I thought this is it. El Dorado came out. I remember playing it for my friend, and he going, "This doesn't even sound like Bruce," because he had this different kind of voice, and, like not different voice, but he his, his had a different style in some of the uh, the uh, verse. But the chorus was definitely Bruce. Oh, oh, oh! I think we're here. I, I think I've um, I've filibustered long enough. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen. This is the moment where I said, oh my God, I could never live without this song. Shall I take a moment? I, I feel like they're still kind of teasing me. Yeah, see isn't it yet. It's like the building and building and building. You're like, oh my God. I, I am, am we, It's like, this. I think they're in a storm and they're in a boat and they want to, I don't know what they're doing, but I just know that it's very important and it's very dangerous. And... If this song doesn't make you feel, then you're dead inside and you shouldn't even be listening to this podcast anymore. Number 15 on my set list forever is The Friggin' Talisman, and this is the moment why. Why? sorry, if you weren't just singing along with that, with one hand pumping a fist into the air like you're Bruce, then you need to go to the doctor right now and make sure that your heart is still beating. Because that, I don't even want to swear, that is effing great. That's right, I'll keep it clean. Fifteen songs. Fifteen songs, fifteen albums. Man, we are still going. A long, long long-ass episode. Thank you guys for staying with me. I appreciate it. Um, but we're not done. We're not done. We still have one more song to go. And one more album to go. (sighs) What a long road it's been. Uh, Crazy, crazy actually, um, ended up recording this over two days. I started this on Saturday, finished it on Sunday. wonder if you can tell the difference in my voice somewhere, somewhere, somewhere during the tail gunner, um, talk, um, trying to be quiet, not to wake my wife on Sunday. And Saturday, I don't mind as much, but on Sunday, uh, we got to get up early tomorrow. So being quiet is uh, pretty important. Um... 15 songs 15 albums We've gone through Just about everything Except that last album Their latest album Which Can you believe Is already almost Four years ago You know What was it Um Think about it 1999 was Brave New World Four years later Dance of Death Three years later uh, Matter of Life and Death Uh Four years later Um We had, what's it called? (laughs) Uh, Final Frontier. Five years later, we had uh, Book of Souls, their last, latest album. That's already four years ago. So they're going on tour this year to do more um, Legacy of the Beast stuff. You know, they always do a tour where it's like, you know, classic stuff, then a tour about an album. I saw the Book of Souls tour, seeing the Legacy of the Beast tour. I think that means it's time for them to go back in the studio. Make album seventeen, right? They have to make album number seventeen. It can't be done. Yeah, they're getting older. Yeah, they they you know they 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 want to uh, tour as much as they can while they still can. And uh, Mofos, they still can. I almost swore there. Um, Bruce still sounds fantastic live. They still sound fantastic live. And look, I mean, these guys were never like young hip looking guys. They they always kind of looked old, you know. So they just look older now. You know, it's like, I look at pictures of my granddad um, as a young man. He still looked like an old man. And a lot of these Iron Maiden guys did too. They weren't like, they didn't have like boyers good looks. So as long as they can still stand and bounce and play, they got to keep doing it for my sake, for my sanity. But at this time, they only have 16 albums, which leads us to our last entry of the day. Our last song on the list. The Book of Souls um, brought a lot of cool stuff with it. Uh, First of all, it was their first double album. It was, they had their longest song ever. I mean, they have a 13-minute song. They have a 10-minute song. And they have an 18-minute song about an airship disaster. Who else could do that? It's like a symphony listening to that song. It is amazing. Um, I love listening to it. And I never want to be without it. But if I have to t- choose something for the spaceship, that's not it. Um, Tears of a Clown, It's a weird, it's kind of a weird song. It's almost like a pop kind of sounding song. It's it's kind of a, based on the, the suicide of Robin Williams. Really cool, different for Iron Maiden. Um, but that's not coming with me on the spaceship. Death or Glory, really cool song. They play that live. Uh, that's like you know climb like a monkey um, but again that's not that's not coming with me if a cherry should fail cool opening track that was awesome seeing Bruce do that that was written Bruce wrote that for a solo album I think originally but then brought it in for maiden yeah I'm not choosing that speed of light had that video game looking feel to it uh real kind of fast you know Kick, hit you over the head song, it's a, it's a Adrian Smith, Bruce Dickinson song, it has that feeling. Um, was their first single, yeah I'm not bringing it with me, no, 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 if I have, oh The Book of Souls, the actual song that that is the, the song of the album, great song, great hook, great kind of epic feel, but I'm not bringing it with me, nope, nope, nope. My friends, I only have one space on this CD left got enough space to fit one of these songs. I'm not going to logistically say how much time is left because technically, if I could fit w- the Empire of the Clouds, then I could fit probably two or three of these other songs, but let's not do that. I painted myself in a corner with this silly story about going off to space and I'm not going to stick with it. If it's going to change the format of this show, I have one more song to choose from. And if I have to choose one song to bring with me to space for the rest of my life, ladies and gentlemen, you can bet your ass it's gonna be this one. When they did the song live, they, they brought an acoustic bass out for Steve. I think, I think, I'm not going crazy, right? They brought an acoustic bass off of the song for him to kind of play this little solo on before the song kicked off. Um, Oh, and if you don't already know, this is The Red and the Black. This song is over 13 and a half minutes long and I want it to be like the new fear of the dark I want this song to be played in every tour I want this song for I want the crowd to sing along with the song not just the singing but I want it to sing along with the music I don't know if they were doing it when I saw them in 2017 but I was definitely singing along to this I mean, never mind the lyrics. The lyrics are amazing because there are so many. I don't know them yet. It's been four years. I should have learned them. I mean, I was trying to study them and sing them because I wanted to learn every song, and I don't know them all. But I know enough to sing along at the parts It's like... <speaking> no, they, this isn't the par for that to happen, but I still feel like live we should be doing it. I was doing it.
1: Oh, 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 oh. Whoa, 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 whoa.
0: And I remember hearing that part the first time. And I'm, I'm on my back deck at this point. I was doing a thing called Iron Maiden Week for my website, where every night I was doing something building up to this new album coming up. Um, it's at fansonexperts.com. And on my back, porch, drinking a beer, listening to this CD for the first time, and being like, oh my God. Whoa, 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 whoa. I was looking for that song. That song to just hook me right away. You give me that kind of I don't know, like that catchy Iron Maiden feeling. And listen to this. Yeah, I got that feeling with this song. This kind of like... Bum, 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 bum the, And then the, singing along with the with the lead again. Like I've heard it like in months ago. And then the...
1: Whoa,
0: I need somebody to save me. Uh, this was easily my highlight, my favorite song on this really good album. So... When the American Space Society, the ASS, comes to me and says, you get one CD, what are you going to do with it? I know what I'm going to do with it. I'm going to choose 16 songs from Iron Maiden. I'm going to choose Iron Maiden from Iron Maiden, Murders in the Rue Morgue from Killers, Run to the Hills from Number of the Beasts, the Trooper from Peace of Mind Aces High from Power Slave Wasted Years from Somewhere in Time Can I Play with Madness from Seventh Son of a Seventh Son Tail Gunner from No Prayer for the Dying Afraid to Shoot Strangers from Fear of the Dark Man on the Edge from X Factor The Clansman from Virtual Eleven Out of the Silent Planet from Brave New World Monsigar from Dance of Death The Longest Day from a Matter of Life and Death, The Talisman from Final Frontier, and from Book of Souls, The Red and the Black. By the time this instrumental part of the song comes on I'm like just losing it how awesome I love this song and that's why it's the final song on my set list into the sky news. Um, false alarm. Turns out that, um, the science person, I guess you'd call him a scientist that said the earth was hurtling to the sun. He had his, um, his charts upside down. And it turns out that, um, we're actually moving away from the sun. Um, we're going to be a silent planet. It's going to be really cold, but we'll live for a little longer, so I won't have to choose a CD of 16 songs. But I know if I ever have to, I'm all set. I'm ready to go. And I'm going to use this um, episode as my kind of my guide. But you don't have to. You know, if you had to make one list of one song from each Iron Maiden album, what would you do? Be interested to find out. You can email me at maiden at fans uh, You can, again, tweet me at maiden podcast. And don't forget, you can call me at 916 56Beast. That's 916 562 3278. I'd love to hear what you thought of my list. I'd love to hear what you wouldn't change, what you'd keep, or maybe you could just tweet me your entire list. And I will definitely retweet it and Maybe talk about it on a future episode Probably talk about it on a future episode Definitely talk about it on a future episode um, Friends as I said At Maiden Podcast is the Twitter uh, the, the Facebook page is Maiden Fan Podcast And the uh, website itself Is fansnotexperts.com Slash Maiden Thank you so much for sticking with me This was a fun kind of um, Project that I wanted to put together um, I'm gonna be doing more episodes. This is not this is not the end. This is just the beginning. Um, I definitely want to do um, an episode on other uh, members of the band, and episodes on albums, and then every so often just you know do these fun little episodes that are just really just my opinion. And uh, love to do it. Love 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 to do it because I have a passion for Iron Maiden. I enjoy upping the irons, and I know you do too because you're still here. So thank you so much for listening. Um, and, whoa, it really kicked off there. And until next time, my friends, I have three words for you. Up the iron.